Greetings, thirders. The moon has a dark side. And don't we know it? Having just dumped a lot of stuff there. We hope the Chinese rover doesn't have problems with any of it. Everything should be fine once it hardens. A few weeks in vacuum should take care of that. It's not our fault. We had to. Our intracider was acting up and we needed to take it to pieces to see if we could effect a repair. Boy, if you have ever been pecto-deep in an intracider you know what we are talking about. The manual for that thing is minimal to say the least. But we think we got it working again. Just to be safe we are not going to linger here. The Passengers by John Mars, published by Berkeley, ISBN 978-1-9848-06970-26-340 pages. This is a story of the near future. Or maybe the near past. It's hard to say. Anywho, it involves driverless cars. You have those right now, right? It's hard for us to tell as we are not as adept at identifying variant forms of ancient technology as we would hope to be. And you just have too much of it. But we speed ahead. This is not so much about driverless cars as it is about being trapped in one. An individual has managed to hack the programming on a number of driverless vehicles which have passengers in them. They are trapped and being moved, from different points, to a single, convergent place. At relatively high speed. Need we even say that those inside these vehicles are less than happy about that? Of course, they are even less so when the hacker starts whacking them off. Audience to all of this is the group that had been gathered to make determinations around who was at fault regarding accidents involving driverless cars. Now, they are being asked to make choices that have immediate and lethal consequences. And to make it worse, the hacker is posting the whole thing live to the internet. The interplay is between the two groups, the diverse decision-making group and the diverse set of passengers and the way that the hacker manipulates the entire situation using social media and the parsing of information. We think it's horrifying enough to be trapped in a vehicle that you have no control over and even more so to think that your most intimate failings are going to be put on your Facebook. We found the entire exercise interesting. If you want to be terrified of getting into a driverless car then you should definitely pick this one up. Clark reminds you that there are no good robots. Sisters of the Fire by Kim Wilkins, published by Del Rey, ISBN 978-0399-17757, pages. This is the second entry in this series. It continues what began in Daughters of the Storm and will continue at some point in the future. It's the same group as before. A bunch of sisters, Daughters of the King, all in various states and situations, physically and mentally. The central sister is once again Blue Bell, the ferocious warrior who dutifully serves as heir to the kingdom. Sister Rose has been cast out by her husband and is in exile with her aunt. Sister Ash wanders the moors looking for dragons while Sister Ivy now rules, somewhat badly, over a seaport. Sister Willow is not quite right in her thinking and is making packs with bad actors to get revenge. All the sisters end up in the same place along with the dragon, a bunch of raiders, a niece with unusual powers. We kind of left this part out but it's in there, along with the forest people, a bunch of unhappy villagers, and the king. It's an interesting story with a lot of moving parts that works very well. We liked it and we look forward to the next offering as we are sure there will be more as this story is not yet complete. Clark points out that there are no good robots involved. We remind Clark that there are no robots involved at all. An Informal History of the Hugos by Joe Walton, published by Tor, 
ISBN 978-0-7653-7985-31.99-574 pages. This is a big un. And, unlike other histories that compile the works in question, this instead, collects writings about those things. So, completely different. Joe Walton, who wrote a series of posts for Tor.com, looking at each year's finalists and winners, from the beginning up to the year 2000, is opinionated and knowledgeable about the subject matter. Wait, she has not written since the beginning but has written about since the beginning. And, we are happy to note, this is not done in an academic style which, we think, makes it something for everyone and not the occasional scholar. Also, because of the nature of this, one post a year, it is possible to watch the change over time since this volume covers 47 years. It's a commentary that is as much about your changing and shifting culture as it is about the works themselves and the writers who have put them together. And, to make the whole thing much better, it includes reactions and responses to the posts that were posted. Often the posts are as interesting as the initial commentary. To quote a friend of ours, fascinating. One of the more fun things for us was to just see how many really good things there have been to read over this time period. We greatly enjoyed this and will be citing it no doubt. You should too. Enjoy, not cite, although feel free to do both. Buy your own. Or buy two. Why not? Clark has to warn you that there is more than one or two discussions involved robots, good and bad, within. He's right, although we're not sure how he knows such things since he refuses to have anything to do with robots. The Faded Sky by Mary Robinette Cole, published by Tor, ISBN 978 384 pages. This is a sequel to the first one which was called The Calculating Stars and is part of the Lady Astronaut series. The Lady Astronauts do laundry, clean, and bake things they are best known for, all while having time for a career in space although some of this one is set on the moon and not in space, and not on the dark side, thank goodness. This is one of your alternating histories, and it is indeed a bit depressing to think that women, who make up a bit more than half of your species, are still considered not the better half, even though the evidence is clearly there for all to see. We're just going to leave it at that since we don't want to rile too many of you up as this leads to war, environmental pollution and the burning of forests and there is far too much of all of that going on anyway. We did enjoy this just like we enjoyed the first one and we believe you will enjoy this too, unless you are one of those who think that women are best seen and not heard, in which case you will hate it. Clark liked it too. You probably already know why. Well, another period of time passes and you have once again spent it here instead of looking for that planet-killer asteroid that is heading your way. And, as the host of one of your numerous late-night shows says of our work, can you believe they're getting away with this? Hmm, might be time to schedule that one for a probing. No, we kid. Probing was completed just four months into our five-year mission when we realized we had all learned everything there was to know about your species. We're heading back to the dark side just in case that rover gets too close. We'll be back. Or we'll be on rover TV. You can watch for us there, or just look up. Eyes to the skies.